You are listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with me, Trip Kramer. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvice.com. Well, I know that a lot of people here are probably coming from listening to episode one. They want to dive right back in to uh, episode two, or I should say part two. So let's just dive in. No fluff here. Thanks for checking out the honest conversation with myself, Trip Kramer, and let's continue with part two. We all like the chase. It's just, it just, it's, it's what we tell ourselves that we don't like because it's, it's like, oh my god, it's so. I can't believe she did this. I can't believe he did that. But that's part of the entertainment of yeah. dating, and we like that. If it was, that's the reason why, why you see a girl or even a guy go with that toxic person. It's like, well, I, I know I don't need that. I know it's complicated. It's like, but you still go for the same thing because it's, believe it or not, it's fun. We like a, it's a little action. It has a little spice to, the, to yeah. everything to tension, your life. Tension. Exactly, That's tension. But what I love, and we'll we will pivot quickly, is that we all have this depiction of this person that we want and this perfect being uh, that will be good for us. But we never think about well, for that type of person, would we be good for them? Like it's never a is is dating has become it has always been, but it's even more selfish of a. What can I get out of what can I give in that relationship? Totally. You know, uh, you need to be thinking about both for sure. If you, if you want to be successful, yeah, you need to be thinking about what's good for you and also what's going to be attractive to the other person. Absolutely. And then beyond that into the relationship, same ideas. And I, I the balance and, of making a relationship oh man, work. Dude, I've, I've, <laughs> I have stories. I've encountered some girls and it just like, you should you should want me like you should be attracted to me. I'm like, yeah, you're attractive. No, you like that's you. Sh- that's it. That's all it needs to be. Or don't you find me attractive? Other guys find me attractive. It's other. Oh, it's other guys that are in my DMs or are trying to talk to me, trying to approach me. And I'm like, well, go talk to them. You're good. You you're being chased the same way you want. So their list is too long, bro. Their list is too long. They're not gonna. They're having a hard time yeah. finding a guy because their list is 30 things long. And it's it's not a prioritized list either. It's just a list no. of things that sound good on paper. Well, no, there is prioritized. They're all priorities. All 30 things. But they can't be. It's not realistic. That's the point. What am I saying? Oh, I should have known that. Exactly. <laughs> I ran right into that. <laughs> so they, com- so they complain about men. Yeah. Like we're the problem. And men have not changed we haven't that's changed. the thing about and I say this again dude I have so many platonic girlfriends and I say we are the simplest creatures on the planet all we need is is good sex a sandwich and you know decent company uh, let me say dudes are we're we're great yeah. like guys are good yeah they're a majority of guys are good guys yeah how do I know because you've met too many of them I talk to more of these guys than any of anyone ever yeah. will. None of these women, because they're not giving any guys a chance. And was and they struggle because it's like these are genuinely good guys. And it's like they like say they want guys. a good guy. If they say they want a good guy, then why they don't want me? Like why? 
And it's confusing because it now doesn't make sense. It is confusing. So we'll clear it up. The reason why you're a good guy who's got a good job, who, I don't know, goes to church, has a great relationship with his family, has friends, has interests and hobbies. The reason why that, well, there's, there's a few reasons it why is. they're not getting the woman. Absolutely. One, it's a harder dating market. Mm-hmm. Women are pickier than ever and more entitled. So it's just a harder dating landscape. But let's only focus on the things that we can control, right? Okay. So the other thing is that you might not be exhibiting the attractive traits that women are attracted to. The masculine traits, like I've said before, attention, entertainment, dominance, my TED formula, the basics of what are the mating strategies for women and men. And so men are who are doing all the good things in their life to make them a high value guy, but aren't getting women aren't doing that. Yeah. So they're probably acting like nice guy. Yeah. They're probably talking to women and being simpy and beta and kind of letting them lead and take over. And they're not able to produce a spike of emotion inside of a woman that says, I want to sleep with this guy. Yeah. And so they're going to sleep with Chad. Yeah. Cause he's doing that. And so you can be a person to do that. That's what we teach in the coaching program. Yeah. And we're able to get people to that point. But that's why when people say, no, none none of that matters. It's looks, it's money, it's status. So I'll show you thousands of men who have looks, money, and status. And they're not getting any girls. So what's what's the problem? Yeah. So the bottom line is, like I preach, everything matters. You want to do it all. You want to be exhibiting attractive, masculine, Chad-like behaviors that build tension with the woman. You also want to have a great job that's producing a good mm-hmm. salary. Mm-hmm. You want to have an interesting life. You want to do it all. Yeah. And if you do it all, what happens? It's easier to it's get easier. Women, women for sure. Exactly. I, and you, you get more, you have more opportunities with more women. Right. And we, we talked earlier about how our, our day looks. I can personally say that this year, and I, I like to be very discreet, but this year dating has been better for me, not because, like I'm a nice dude, I'm a nice, I'm a gentleman, full blown, all of that. It is nothing wrong being a gentleman and still getting girls. But the thing that I began to add to my social, because on social media, you know, we have to build this character. We are who we are, but you only see about 20, maybe 25% of the person because we can't give you everything because uh, we have we have to keep some of that for ourselves. I'm so nice online. That's what I realized. Was, I'm so nice. I'm just, you know, I t- say the right things. I'm wise, you know, the older wise person. Great. But as soon as I started sprinkling in a little bit of humanity, like some jokes, little couple sexual things, not too sexual, but just little things that kind of ease tension with my audience. Yeah, some flirting. They add a little flirting. Uh, even in the DMs, you know, I don't have to outright hit on a girl, but just like say something subtle, leave it there. Like just something. I realized, okay, that improved my dating dramatically because now I added a little bit more interesting to it. And I think a lot of guys don't understand how to add interesting to their... Well, it's like a recipe, right? You can, yeah. you can make chicken... A thousand different ways. Absolutely. There's a lot of ways it can be pretty bland. Yeah. And there's some ways that you can really make it one of the best pieces of chicken you ever ate. Exactly. So what does that mean for guys is 
women are going to want the guy who's just a little bit more interesting and less bland. Yeah. So we added stuff to the recipe. And I'm only saying this because maybe it'll help some guys. But for me, I added, obviously, no, learning more about the business side of what I do. Okay, now adding the funny side. Okay, now adding the interesting people in my life. You know, showing that off. Oh, actually making sure I take pictures of things that I'm doing. Oh, sh- doing, you know, just really sharing a little bit more of the interesting things that I'm able to yeah. do. And you're a successful guy who yeah. does interesting things, who has interesting talents. So it makes you intriguing to women and it makes you uh, and I'm saying this because guys have to figure out how to be how to make a woman wonder like who is that what does he do why does he do that interesting you want a woman to say hmm interesting because if you don't do that then you haven't challenged her to think deeper about you you haven't challenged her to think that you're more than what's on the surface so I'm leading that into saying how do you make a guy more intriguing? Because I know intrigue is a big part of actually sexual tension. So how do you make that happen? Yeah, well, one thing is you don't want to just spill every single thing about yourself the first time you meet a woman. Yeah. Right? You don't want to tell her your whole life story, everything that you do, your whole history. You Got to leave room for her to get to know you. Yeah. Right? And that's going to be a little bit of an easier tip because there's only so much time you have when you first go on a date with a woman or you first meet a woman. But that's a big part about it. But here's another thing too, because I want to be really clear here. First of all, Mario, you are a little different than your average guy. Absolutely, yes. I just want to be clear here. Yeah, very true. Because you have several different talents and interests and there's... Even knowing you for the past three months, yeah, I learned new things. I'm like, oh, you dance? Yeah. Like the other day, yeah, very true. Yeah. We're filming a video. We're like, oh, I dance. I'm like, oh, of course you fucking dance. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he, sorry. And he plays the ukulele, and no, I don't he, play ukulele. He doesn't. I don't play a main piano though. Yeah. So guys don't have to be that way, but they have to be something. If you're a guy who goes home and watches Netflix and then goes to bed and wakes up and you're fat and you're yeah. depressed and life is just kind of blah. Yeah. There's nothing interesting about that. Yeah. Right. That's not only is there nothing interesting about it, but it's also just unattractive it's in general. Very unattractive. So if you're, we'll put me for example. Okay. Cause I don't think I am the, yes, I have an interesting job, but let's besides dating coaching and my social media. Okay. Yeah. Just pretend pre-trip you yeah. started trip advice yeah what was it about me that was interesting it wasn't anything crazy yeah i really liked film i knew movies very well i i don't know what, what at that time yeah um i yeah i can't even, I don't even know nothing too crazy yeah. i uh i love to travel so yeah. travel is a big thing of mine by the time it was 2013 i probably traveled to most continents yeah been all over the world so that was something that was interesting about me um what else i don't know jewish that i i connect with that because that's that's a little bit unique i'm not religious at all i don't know that could be something could be i'm a very i'm a 
That could know, be polarizing. Agnostic Jew. Yeah. You know, but culturally I'm Jewish, so I love making Jewish foods yeah, when yeah, the yeah. holidays come around, chop liver, gefilte fish, all that shit, right? It's like, okay, that's that's a little bit different. Still like something. <laughs> and then and then now fast forward to now, there's even more. Yeah. Right. I like playing tennis. But why is there more? Because I'm more experienced, just doing more things. Thank I'm you. trying new You're things. You're trying new things. Right. And tennis oh, so interesting. It's not technically. But it's something. it's something. It's another hobby. It's another interest. It's another thing that adds another level to you. Right. I love food. I'm not just the guy who says they're a foodie. Like I've been to many Michelin star restaurants across yes. the world. Yes. Why? Not to be interesting, but because I found a passion through that. And yeah. I love that. I also play piano. I've been playing since I was nine years old. Did oh, you know wow. that one? I did not know that. I've yeah. been playing since I was seven. Fucker. <laughs> you got to beat me in everything. I'm sorry. Hey, you know, um, <laughs> What genre do you play? Actually, I started classical, Same. then went to uh, gospel, and then I switched to jazz, and then now I'm just all R&B. R&B oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay, cool. I started classical, went to jazz blues, went back to classical, and then after taking actual lessons, just did pop. Yeah. And, and more that's blues more fun, and improvisation. You can, play, you know, you can play more fun songs. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm learning. It's like... <laughs> when you want to play piano or, or music for somebody, yeah. whether it's a girl, you're at a party or yeah, something, yeah, yeah. don't play imp improv in your own shit. No, play you songs play they know. know. Yeah, you want them to sing. You yeah. want them to feel it. What I used to do, man, this is an old trick. I used to play a song that I knew a girl liked because I knew that she had an emotional connection to it. And when I do that, it's almost kind of borderline creating a moment of oh, like, okay, you get me on an emotional level. Doesn't matter if I was just trying to sleep with her. It just mattered that I that she felt like in that moment that I listened to her and that what she said truly mattered to me. And it did, but it was also a strategy. You know, be smart. Yeah. But I want you to know this about me, Trip, is that and I'm saying this because I I get the me now is very interesting. Me, we'll say maybe six years ago was not that interesting. I was a, oh, well, let's go even further back. Let's go 20, you would think the prime of your life, 25 year old Mario, okay? I'm a 173 right now and I'm decent size. Can you imagine me at 210 pounds, overweight, barely touching weight? eating all the wrong foods, um, binge watching Netflix, Call of Duty, uh, fanatic hours on Call of Duty, five, six hours a day, no music, didn't even own a camera, very depressed, had a girlfriend, wasn't really happy in a relationship because I felt like we were both kind of not settling for each other, but settling in our lives. I'm like, man, I feel out of place. And I went into depression, not because, you know, my life was just so shitty. I was making six figures as a CPA working for the largest pharmaceutical corporation in the country, Pfizer. I mean, it was a great time, doing good, very successful. First generation high school graduate, easily first generation college graduate, master's degree, CPA, very well educated. My life should be great, you know, but it wasn't. Felt like I was comfortable. And that's what created me today is that I had to do something about it. Then I was like, this, this mediocrity is nice for someone else, but it has to be something more for me. And this gives you the me today. But that took time. That took a lot of failure. It took a lot of trying. It, it, it took a lot of me 
really risking things like saying fuck it like if they say no they say no if this doesn't work it doesn't work like it's better than going back to that office being miserable being 210 pounds can barely breathe walking up a set of stairs like it has to be a better life but you have to fucking fight for it like it's not gonna just happen you have to willingly take action and take l's in in that same way that you take those w's and that's what i learned like if i get punched in the face take it the same way if someone gave me a hug just absorb that shit and keep it fucking moving well i think life is a series of taking l's absolutely if you're a successful person you are going to take more L's than wins. Yeah. And more L's than uh, a guy who thinks that he's taking L's and he's not doing anything. Yeah. Right. It's like you and I have taken way more L's Absolutely. than a guy who thinks that his life is shit and he, you know, Absolutely. he has bad luck. He's not doing anything. Absolutely. We're forcing those else. We're doing things. We're failing. We're getting rejected. We're going down paths. Okay. Dead end there. We're trying a new path in business, in life, in working out, personal development, all the everything above. dating too. like, Oh, well, Oh my God. I, yeah. You're going to get rejected way <laughs> more times. Uh, I have extremely cringy L's that are out there and I hope nobody remembers, but, you know, I mean, I was even, I remember even just like, like it was a win to just have sex with a girl. I'm like, damn, I cannot believe, like, what was it? I'm like, damn, like, I was intrigued. What the fuck? How did I get her? How did that happen? And I'm like, okay, I have to do it again. I have to figure out what the hell is going on. What made me get this girl to actually have physical sex with me? I can't believe that. And the only reason I figured it out is because I just, kept dating and I kept trying and I'm just like alright I'm getting the hang of it dating takes practice would you say the same yes of course I mean beyond practice yeah and I, was, I was thinking when you were saying some of this stuff I was, I was going back in my head to all the times that I took my W's pre trip advice pre trip like <laughs> Before I learned, because I did have some successes yeah. with women, not many, or with women I really wanted to be with, yeah. but I had some, a handful, before I learned, you know, game and, and, and dating advice. And so I'm like thinking back to some of those. I'm like, yeah, of course. All, in all those instances, I was doing attractive things. <laughs> yeah. Like here's an, here's an example. Sophomore year of college, I remember I was friends with this girl and we were friends. We did kind of like hook up a couple times in high school, like nothing. Like we're talking like touchy feely and kiss. Yeah. Okay. But we were just friends and she was at, I went to the university of Illinois. She was visiting for a weekend. Hey, she texts me. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm here. Like, be cool to see you. Yeah. I had no, I had literally <laughs> negative uh, intention of hooking up with her. Like, zero. I just was like, oh, cool. I get to see my friend, you know? And so we met up, and the whole night, again, just because this is what who I was being, I was just being this person. I yeah. wasn't trying 
to do anything. I was leading her around the whole night. Hey, you got to meet this person. You got to meet this person. Introducing her to all my friends, getting her some drinks, having a good time. I think we were dancing a little bit. Like I was just the man in charge. Yeah. Cut to, we ended up hooking up, yeah. having sex. She leaves the next day. And it was awesome. And it was like, oh my God, I can't believe that happened. Like that was not <laughs> expected. And I remember like in high school, I was kind of in the friend zone a little bit with her. Like we'd kiss a little bit, but like, yeah, yeah, yeah. she wouldn't want to do anything else. And so I look back at that. It's like, well, it, wasn't, to, it yeah. wasn't an accident. You, I wish I knew what the fuck yeah, yeah, I was yeah, doing because yeah. then I maybe would have learned something a little bit faster <laughs> than I did. And it took me like- You had no idea that you were pretty much like leading the entire time. Yeah, I was, I was doing the things that women are attracted to. Yeah. Now, of course, listen- we had a lot of rapport built because we've known each Absolutely, other. Absolutely, but like you six, showed her a side years. of you that she probably didn't right. know existed. And she was hooking up and dating. She was hooking up and dating the bad boys in high school, right? And again, I've had plenty of situations where uh, I held a grudge against some of those women. Even mm -hmm. her, it wasn't that. It wasn't that situation. Yeah, and probably good. You know what? probably the reason why I was successful there, so to speak, or we hooked up, it got to that point. Why? Because I didn't hold a grudge. Yeah. And when you hold a grudge and you're all angry and it's then you're, or you're nervous, you're trying to do something. Very unattractive. Unattractive. So it doesn't happen. That leads me into a story for you. So for me in college, I was 19. Okay. And it's these two girls. We work together. We're working on music. We're working on dance together, whatever, whatever. These very attractive girls. I know for a fact they didn't find me attractive in the slightest. Uh, give you a little depiction of how I dressed. I used to always wear a button down, nice, you know, cufflinks. And if it was warm, a sweater vest, like I was that nerdy, like that in a tie. Sweater vest. Yeah, yeah. I haven't worn a sweater vest since 1996. Come on, man. Don't do this to me. You don't have to. Sorry, bro. You don't have to roast me like this. So obviously, not what these girls would seem to uh, depict as attractive. Now, obviously, they knew I danced, whatever. They didn't know I worked out. So we're like about to get, we have a good show. I'm like, hey, great show. I want to just take everybody out. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm an old man, even at 19. I'm like, I'm just take everybody out. Thank you, everybody. So they come back to my dorm room. All right, great, cool, whatever. And I say, hey, I'm going to change. And I didn't tell them to leave. I just started changing like my shirt and whatever. So I changed my shirt. I'm like, what I'm doing my thing. And um, whatever. We didn't think anything about it. So then later on that night, one of them says, hey, drop her off. I'm coming back with you. I'm like, what? Where are you, where are you trying to go? And I'm like, not 19, me, college. You know, I don't really hook up with girls like that. I don't talk, girls don't like me at all. I'm like, what the fuck is she talking about? So she's like, no, I just want to come back to the dorm and hang out. So we go back to the dorm and hang out. Lord behold, she wanted to have sex. So after we hooked up, I asked her, I'm, I'm a nerd like that. I'm like, you've never looked at me that way. What the hell changed? She's like, oh, simple. I've never seen you dress regular and I've never seen you with your shirt off. Simple. And I was like, She's like, yeah, you just need to loosen up. I was like, what? I was like, but I'm I'm this serious person. And she was like, no, when you finally, we got around you, you didn't work. You loosened up as a person. We didn't know you were a human. Like an, and like you seem like a fucking robot. You were, yeah, you were a nerd. Yeah. And I'm saying that to say is like, 
Dude, I struggle with it too. I know a lot of guys that are probably watching this and looking at me and whatever my life is. And when they probably click on my page and they wonder, oh, this shit was developed. All right, I'm I'm a development of of a person, and it yeah. took time. Fashion took time. I used to obviously fashion took time because I wore fucking sweater vests at 19 years old. What the fuck was, was it? That argyle the- too? Please don't tell me it was argyle. It's very soft. Just know it was very soft. They were always very soft. No, it wasn't argyle, but it was very soft. And I used to match them. Like I would have a black one, like a brown one, a beige one. I like yeah, ooh. sweater vests were cool in 1997. <sighs> well, it was. <laughs> 2007 <laughs> 10 I, years too late and I was behind and some way somehow because of that one moment of just joking and me changing clothes and getting in regular clothes and it's like oh okay you're you're actually a human being I think a lot of guys struggle with just being a human being around yeah. women and this is where I was leading to all the rest of that. You ain't have to. I don't even want to keep. I'm trying to lead you into understanding that most guys just don't know how to be normal around girls. They overdo. They overcompensate. Not even in a loud, pompous way, but they're just like, well, I think she's going to like this. So we're going to do that instead of just feeling how, like just feeling it out. How do you get guys and teach them to just feel it out? Just follow their instincts and just be normal. Be a person. Yeah. Well, it takes putting yourself out there to, it has to be shed, you know, it, that's the type of transformation it is. It's not like you're morphing into it. It's like you're shedding. Wow. You're shedding all the layers that are covering up who you are. And the best way to do that is by putting yourself out there and having more conversations and talking to more people, specifically in this case, women. And also, and you said this way earlier on this interview talk, that you were going out there and having fun. Yeah. And so there's an element of, yes, you have to go and practice and talk to people to get comfortable with the uncomfortable. Absolutely. But you also have to have an angle of trying to make it fun. Like that one story I told yes. where I went and talked to the group of people. It was fun. Just, I, I was trying to have fun. And you were that telling corny jokes and you're like, I think these jokes are funny. Yeah. I, I laughed at them. So did they. Thankfully in that moment, it was a nice positive reinforcement, but you know, I was just trying to have fun. And so try to find that way. I find that guys like games. Yeah. So gamifying it yeah, yeah, yeah. can be fun. Absolutely. So I gamified it. I had a little black notebook. I still have it to this day. Okay. In the little notebook, I would go out and I, well, first I would, I'd go out and approach a certain amount of women. And I, in the notebook, I'd write down the date, the location of where I went, how much money I spent that night, how many approaches I did, how many numbers I got, how many makeouts I got, and then any little notes of like something I learned. But it wasn't a big journal, it yeah. was a really small black book that you could only just write a couple of things. Yeah, in yeah, it. yeah. But only you would know. Yes. Yeah. So it was just for me. It was just for, I mean, now that I look back at it, it w- that was fun for me. It was yeah. fun to track it. Yeah. You know, it's funny too, because I can imagine a, a woman hearing that and going, Oh my God. Like, can we objectify women anymore that they're just <laughs> numbers in a black book? <laughs> And uh, 
you know what? You got to do what you got to do to get better yes. at the things you want to get better you at. You were training. Yes. You were, you were, those were your stats. Yeah, <laughs> you were an are, athlete those and those are, my are your stats. stats. <laughs> to the point where, you know, the entries, if you go through it, 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 it stops at a point because just for that, there was nothing else left to track. I wasn't really tracking like, yeah. okay, I need to approach more women. It was more just like having quality over quantity. Absolutely. And so I stopped the tracking eventually. But point is, is gamifying it can make it fun. So if you can try that, yeah, great, try that. Or find what can be fun. Yes. You know, being silly, bringing out that silly person that you yeah. might be if you happen to be that person. You don't have to be that person, but but if you are that person, everyone bring it out. Everyone has a fun side. It yes. may not be as funny as someone else, but everyone has a fun side where it's just like, okay, you're enjoyable to be around. Yeah. Be that person. And think about in your life, when are you that person? Absolutely. What are you doing? And if you come to an answer of, well, thanks, Mario. Thanks, Trip. Great. I'm not that person. Then it's time to come back to building who you are and back to- Full circle here now. Yeah. Finding interesting things to do. Absolutely. Finding hobbies, doing things that you enjoy and start to build up the persona of Jack Wilson who, or whoever you are, right? <laughs> it's like build that person up, become someone. Absolutely. And don't do it for women. Do it for you. Like, yes. If you do it for you, it's going to be more filling, but it's, it's real. Like if you do it for women, what if you don't get women? All of that progress and all those things you're working on, you it's no point of holding on to them because it's like the thing that the reason I even with weight loss, I talk talk to guys about that all, all the time. And it's like, well, why? And they like, I just want to get girls. It's like, well, we can't work because you're not going to get girls, but you're going to get more guy friends when you get buff. But you may not get girls like girls and I'm going to be interested in you just not obviously. A lot of women are interested just based off for your looks. But if that's all you have, when you have that conversation and you're still awkward, you're just going to be a very buff, awkward guy. Yeah. <laughs> and that's even more unattractive. And, and it's not going to take anywhere. No. You know? And it's just interesting that you, um, when you talk about practicing and just, you know, the numbers and breaking them down, and it's just like, you just have to get better at it and it takes time and, and it's hard. It's meant to be difficult. Anything that we want is, is, is never that easy. It's also not that hard. I feel it's, it's always hard right away. It's at the hardest right away. Yeah. And I think people have to know that. And I've learned that over my life of doing many challenging things is yeah. the hardest part's the beginning because mm -hmm. then you end up doing it enough or does start to become easy and we adapt pretty fast Absolutely. as humans to right to challenging situations it's like any it's like um you don't play guitar do you no okay well I'm trying to think of a piano analogy but uh you know okay we can do this playing a chord on the piano mm. that's generally you're using three fingers yes when you're a kid and you're first starting off, you're not really playing chords per se right away. Yeah. From what I remember, you're just kind of going boop, boop, yeah, yeah, boop, yeah. boop. Just you're trying just, to figure it out. You're just hitting some notes there and there. But eventually you have to you have to make a chord. Usually it's with your thumb, your middle finger, yeah. your pinky. The one chord, right? Yeah. That's a really weird position to be in with your fingers. Yeah. 
it's like awkward. If you play guitar, which I know you don't, but for those who do, more people play that. Calluses. The D chord, well, uh, the calluses too, hurts a lot when wow. you first play guitar. You're like, fuck, ow, that hurts after a while, pressing on those hard strings. But also like the D chord is the most awkward <laughs> chord. I'm like doing it right now. Like, it's like I'm like rock on. It's like this weird, and it's so strange. But then over time, yeah. It's like, oh, you just do it. You build right? the, the conditioning, the tolerance. Right. So it's like, it's it's nice to know that. So this is, I'm, what I'm saying here is like a mindset. It's like knowing yeah. that you just got to get over that hump, that first thing where you're like, yeah. oh God, I got to go out and talk exactly. to women, you know, or like I got to take pictures for my dating profile. Like yeah. This is just strange and weird. Yeah. And then, and then you just kind of get over it. It's like, yeah, you, you get over shit quick. Once you give yourself credibility, once you keep doing it and get used to it, it becomes so much easier to do it. And one of those things you said, as far as like being interesting and, you know, maybe not being that guy, dude, I was part to really tell you how nerdy I, I was part of a video game club in college. I was part of an anime club in college, you know, very nerdy things. And let me tell you something. I mean, these kids had sex. Okay. They just did. They were all nerdy. Yeah. All just, the nerds have sex with each other. Exactly. Yeah, they do. But most of the time we're attracted to people that are very similar to us. So I'm saying that it doesn't matter if you're not that interesting, funny person, you could be the awkward person, but guess what? You're likely attracted to somebody that is a lot like you. And guess what? They're awkward too. They're probably waiting on you to talk to them. I can't tell you how many countless times I will watch these kids play video games. And I'm like, they like each other, but they're just afraid to say anything. But as soon as they both get the courage to say something, I mean, they're eating together. They're, you know, dating. You see them out. They're just, 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 you know, you can't separate them. But it's because they both finally had the courage to do something about it, regardless yeah. of your walk of life. It, like you don't have to be the, the, the epitome of man to get women to be interested. She could be literally right in front of you waiting on you to say something, but you have to be, again, as we talked about earlier, the initiator, you have to actually spark that conversation, spark that interest. And then from there you realize like, damn, we actually are a lot alike. And maybe Maybe just maybe we're attracted to each other. It's so simple. Yeah. To me, it's very simple when you are around, you know, men that are around women a lot, but because of the activities they do, instead of like how you would do and how you tested things out, going out to a bar and like meeting random people. Yeah. Sometimes you don't even have to meet random people. Just meet the people that are around you in your vicinity, in your proximity, in a sense. Um, yeah, I did a reel the other day. I was giving advice. I said, a uh, great place to meet women. I didn't, I don't have an experience in this personally, but I know other people who've done it and it's worked is, is intramural sports or <laughs> yeah. co-ed co sports. Actually, yeah. You know, it's like, and even if you don't meet a girl there and, and you hook up with her or get a date from it. You're creating a social, some type of social Exactly. Circle, and you're getting experience around women. You're just spending more time yeah. around women. So it becomes a little less intimidating yeah. over time. You know, all this stuff we're saying, like no one has to do any of this yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. Like they don't have to do anything. But I will say that the reality is, is you'll just keep being where you're at. Yeah. Like that's the whole thing about, you know, pushing yourself and doing the hard thing. It's like, yeah, we're preaching this right now, 
but you don't have to do it. You have, you have full freedom to do whatever you want. We all do. But are you willing to settle for that? Yeah. That's what I've been telling guys. It's like, your call, bro. You do whatever <laughs> you want. It's your Solid. life. It's not my life. Solid. But are you willing to settle for that life? Yeah. And I bet you don't. No. I just bet. Because you wouldn't be listening to these words, watching this video, yeah. listening to this podcast. If you didn't care, you wouldn't hear these words that we're speaking right now. Not even close. So think about that. The other thing I want them to think about is that place they are in now. Like, shit, we were there. Yeah. We've been there. Yes. Like, we took those L's, whether it was dating. And even in life, the job you want, the house you want, the car you want, like, all those things don't happen overnight. It's like, damn, I easily remember being in that position. I easily remember, like, just wanting a girlfriend just like damn i just want one girl to talk to me yeah. or one girl to even look my direction and even like in college if a girl said oh he's cute i would take that as a w for the day sure it's like damn i'll take it <laughs> like damn shit that's more than i was getting and over time that got better but man i mean no matter if it was the career or the girl or um um the friends even just making good friends that I could depend on and trust and that were cool that I thought were my type of cool, nerdy and, you know, nerdy. I mean, listen, you you had it, dude, you had it better than me. I wasn't even like a nerd. I was worse than a nerd. <laughs> I had, I mean, like I didn't do shit. Like when I was 11 years old, like I, I don't even know who Trip was. Like I didn't yeah. play any sports. I was wow. like a skinny kid. I didn't play sports. I didn't watch sports, but I didn't, even play chess or any of that stuff. Like, I, wow. don't, I don't, I made actually, but again, this wasn't even a part of my identity, but I was playing around with the camera. Yeah. Right. I was like making little movies and I just watched TV and movies. Like that's it. It's probably why I'm went here where film. I am today. Went into film when I was in my early twenties. Yeah. You know, it's like I had to build out. Also, it was like, I didn't, I, funny that now, like I will, I love food. I was the pickiest eater as a kid, which is probably why I was wow. so skinny when I was a kid. It's like, there's nothing interesting about me for many, many years. So I had to build that. Yeah. That's, you know, what you were just saying. Absolutely. Like, I had to create that. And obviously, you know, no regrets. And, and I want to keep on building myself. I you have to. to. I mean, cause you keep on evolving. You taste it how it feels to evolve yeah and you're like damn that felt good and guess what your life gets better the type of people you interact with gets better the women you get gets better like you make people better think about even what you do with with your coaching like you making yourself better has allowed you the tools and the resources to help make other people better yeah and that's powerful that's impact i just dude you, yeah, you know I'm from Mississippi, like deep south Mississippi. Yeah. It's nothing there. No one knows anything about food. No one knows anything about culture beyond I mean, small I don't town. know, man. Some good southern food. That food will kill you. Don't. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> All right. It's very tasty. Oh, man, I love catfish. Fried I mean, catfish. I'm, oh, my God. I hadn't had fried catfish in years, actually. Oh, and Cajun food. Yes. And- I'm so hungry, all can you tell? That, my bad. I'm sorry. So I'm just saying like none of this shit was out here for me to learn. No one knew. 
coming from Mississippi, you know, mother with a seventh grade education. She didn't know. Brothers don't know. No one knew. I'm like, but you still figured it out. I had to figure it out. You had to figure it out. It was a non-negotiable. You remember a guy named Ty Lopez? Yeah. Okay. I mean, Uh, my Lamborghini. Yep. Here in my garage. Yeah. But you know what's more impressive than my Lamborghini? All my books. All this but knowledge. It's going to sound like I'm showing off here, but. I know you know Ty. I I used to know him personally. Yeah. We weren't like friends, but, you know, we've texted, we've talked. I hung out at his house, like his nice house in the the hills, because before he became famous for, or. For the video, the the video and all that stuff. Before he was a multi, multi millionaire, he would have these little parties and he'd invite interesting people who lived in, in LA. Wow. So I was kind of part of like a mastermind that he was part of. That's another way that we met. And point being is the guy's got some interesting things to say. And he said one thing I've listened to him speak on multiple subjects, yeah. but one thing stands out and I love it. It's a little bit like militaristic in a sense, like kind of intense, tough love, but like that, that resonates with me. And he said this, he said, you, it's not, I'm going to butcher this. It's not like an exact quote, but he said something like, you don't deserve anything until you actually get it. Yeah. So for example, you don't, if you don't have a six pack, you don't deserve it. You don't have a million dollars. You don't deserve it. You don't have an amazing woman in your life or you're sleeping with multiple girls. You don't deserve it. You have to do the work to get the thing. And it's like, oh man, that really, yeah, that stuck with me hardcore for many years in a positive way. Yeah. Not like he's right. I don't deserve it. <laughs> you know, like, it's not, not that. It's like just broken. Right. Yeah. I, you know, like, like someone just beating you. You don't deserve this. But that's the point is the way to getting what you want isn't going to be where someone's going to get it for you. No, you're going to have to create it. And I think about that, like at least in every couple months, I'm like, you know, whenever like I want to whine and complain in my head about something, but but do I deserve it? Yeah. It's like, well, you don't have that yet because you don't deserve it. You're not doing the things you got to do the things. So either put in more work or work harder or work smarter. Yes. One of those. Right. I agree. I give you a saying that, uh, Brent Darden, no one would know him, but basically he's a prominent fitness figure uh, in the fitness business. And he he has a saying that is you're perfectly aligned for the results that you're getting. Oh, I mean, I mean, that's synonymous with I mean, what I just said. Exactly. exactly yeah. So whatever we're doing or not doing or not doing is literally in it have us in that the same situation. Yeah. And when it comes to dating, it's always Nine times out of ten, it's got to be the not doing. From what you have experienced, and I don't want to keep you here too long, but from what you've experienced, is it more what guys are doing to get women or what the things they're not doing to get women? I mean, it's really both. Yeah. Bottom line, is it's both, right? Because with anything, it is the magic of both. There's things you got to stop doing. There's things you have to start doing. Now, gun to the head, I had to pick which one. Um, it's probably the things that they're not doing. Yeah. 
But is there, is there, are there like habits or tendencies that you see guys have that you've helped them develop out of that? Like, like if you want, even give examples of like things they've done, like, yo, you have, this is a habit you have to break. It's not attractive to women. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of a good example here with a client that I worked with recently. One guy that I worked with, he had, so okay yeah this is an interesting story he had such bad approach anxiety and then when we finally got him over the approach anxiety and then he's like okay i'm like talking to these women but like i don't know what i'm what to say here and then we finally worked on that so he finally well i guess maybe going back to what i said there's really things you have to start doing yeah because he started yeah going out and being more social he pushed himself to do that while I also pushed him. We weren't on the phone every single day. He had to do it by himself sometime. And then we got to the point where, talk about hard work, he built himself up from, I couldn't approach to, now I can approach to, I don't know what to say to girls to make them interested in me, to now I can do that. And no excuses was in Chicago in January the coldest time of the year outside in some public area and approached a girl who then ended up becoming his girlfriend who then ended up a year later moved in with him. And that's just insane to me. It's like, Oh, okay. So this guy who didn't have any experience with women jumped from that to he met a girl freezing cold That's outside. What I'm thinking about. On These are the worst conditions to approach any person. It's it was uh, I mean it wasn't mind blowing for me because I knew he could do it. I've seen Absolutely. guys do it before, but it still is just like yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. right. What so, do you think was the as you developed? I'm guessing the catalyst from that is just him building a newfound like confidence. Yes, it's confidence and skill. Yeah. You know, he recorded, he, go, he went out, he did approaches, he recorded them, we listened to them, I tweaked them, I said, don't say that, okay, say this, you should have said this here, whatever it is. And he built confidence through that. And also, this guy really wanted to change. Yeah. Like bad. Wow. Like really bad. He came off of a divorce with kids. Yeah. Yeah, he came from a, uh, a religious background, no longer religious. So he was just in this, like, I got to change and I want to be someone different mindset that really fueled him. Got it. Even though he had bad approach anxiety, even though he didn't know how to talk to women, didn't know how to flirt. Wow. So you know, he really wanted to reinvent himself just badly. Wow. You know, he fucking deserved it. He deserves that woman. That he is, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing maybe by now they're engaged. Who knows? Yeah. That was a couple of years ago. Wow. So I don't remember what, what the original question was. I was asking you, uh, damn, what did I ask you? Well, you asked. Oh, what, an example. An example. I was wondering what you need to start doing when you need to stop doing. doing so actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take back my, my answer. Got it. Because you don't want to have double negatives. I don't want to say, well, you should stop not. Yeah, yeah, blah, 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 right? Yeah. Forget the double negative, make it a positive. You need to start yeah. doing more 
fill in the blank, right? Lots yeah. of things could be approaching, building yourself up as a person who's more interesting, talking to more people, getting more social, changing your eating habits, changing your style habits. Yeah. Right. And, and that's what we hope with. It's that's, a combination. Yeah. Of everything. And I know it's hard and we, we, we guide people through it. But again, do you deserve it? Do you deserve it? It's only for you to find out.